healing doesn't have to look magical or pretty. Real healing is hard, exhausting, and draining. Let yourself go through it. Don't try to paint it as anything other than what it is. Be there for yourself with no judgment. Hi guys, welcome to Girls Like Us. It's me, Denise. Here we are, another episode in. I hope everybody is staying well and doing their self-healing and just making sure you guys are okay. Because sometimes, you know, we sometimes forget to take care of ourselves. We be worried about everybody else and everything that's going on around us. And sometimes we got to just check in on our mental health. So I hope you guys are doing so. And as far as me, um, what have I been doing over the past week? Not a not a whole lot, actually. Uh, I just kind of been just working and chilling out. I went out to dinner with the girls over the weekend, which was pretty cool. And outside of that, I pretty much kind of rested. And uh, I did. I rested all weekend for the most part. Wasn't too much going on. Um, this week, I may sound a little down compared to my usually hyper self because a lot has been going on just which uh, you got to make sure you're taking care of your mental health. And obviously, I have not been doing the work or whatever, or I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I've definitely, um, I guess been in my feelings lately and I'm trying to get back to myself. I'm doing the work. I'm doing my journaling and things like that. Trying to get back to my normal, uh, hyper self. But sometimes, you know, things will trigger you and will set you back. And here I am still fighting this fight. This episode was supposed to come out uh, on Thursday, but it is delayed just because I was having a hard time recording this particular episode. I had intention, my intentions was on talking about this movie that I had watched, Test Pattern. I seen it on my TikTok feed and I was like, oh, I got to check this out. I could probably talk about it. And... I was like, this is pretty good. So I watched it. And from that point, I have been in a serious funk. Like the movie has so triggered me. So I may have to like break it up in parts. My friend suggested like maybe try breaking it up in parts because I've I've tried to record this several times. And each time doing my recording, it was not coming out. I was crying and things like that. So here I am once again, hoping to finish this so that I can get this out. So this particular episode um, was initially supposed to be about the movie Test Pattern. But as well as me talking about the movie, I'm going to talk about um, just triggers and how it's affecting me and how it possibly can affect other people. Like you just don't know because prior to now, I've been in a great mood, a fantastic mood. Things are looking up, you know, things are going well for me. I literally, I cannot complain. But seeing the movie literally made me feel like the incident happened yesterday. Like watching a movie, it was just like deja vu for me. Like I like felt like I was just there in the moment again. And it's, it's truly has triggered me. So I'm trying to work through it with talking about it to my close friends, um, to the people that I talk to about 
these type of things when I'm going through and, and journaling and things like that. So the particular movie test pattern, I don't know if it's like out everywhere. I found it on my fire stick and it's pretty much about a interracial couple who they were dating and everything. And she had got a new job, um, a new job for the most part. And her friend had asked her to come out for drinks. So she was hesitant. She asked the boyfriend to come. He really didn't want to come out. And I hope this is not a, a spoiler alert in case you did want to check it out. But if you're just going through something like this, I maybe suggest like maybe you should wait a minute because um, it, it was it was it was deep. So they went out for drinks and um, she had a drink. She was like, she wasn't going to drink too much because she had to work and it was a Monday night and she was like, she'll be home by 12. She told her boyfriend she'd be home by 12. He didn't want to go out. So she's out and she's having her drink. Her friend is drinking and they uh, met these two guys there and they were drinking and her friend was drinking. She was like, no, have another drink and all of this. And she was just like, no, you know, it's it's Monday. I told him I'd be home. And the guy who was like talking to her, she was like, nope, I got a boyfriend. So she was pretty um, like adamant, like, no, I don't. And then she finally gave in to have the other drink. And then uh, they offered her like an edible. And she was like, no, I don't. I don't smoke weed. I don't like the way it make me feel. And they was like, no, it's not smoking. It's just a piece of candy or whatever. So she took it. And after taking that, things she started like going in and out. Like she noticed like the changes. She was watching her friend who was can tell was intoxicated as well. But the guy ended up like taking her back to his place. So he ended up assaulting her, but she like only remembered bits and pieces. Her other friend ended up, uh, I think she, the friend ended up calling for help because she couldn't like get into her car. She couldn't get into her place because she was completely inebriated. She couldn't function. I think she was throwing up and stuff like that. But the other friend didn't make it home. The guy ended up taking her back to his place. So when she woke up, she pretty much like jumped up out the bed and like she tried to get out of there she stumbled down the hallway and of course he came to like get her or whatever but like in that moment she was like having flashbacks of everything that happened like she couldn't really remember everything she would just like have bits and pieces like flashing back so this movie was pretty much just showing how after everything happened she told her boyfriend what happened and um, he was like, I think we need to take you to get the rape kit. And they were going to get it, but the hospitals were sending them on a runaround. Like they was like, oh, we don't do it here. Oh, we don't have the people here to administer it. We don't have the people here to, you know, help you, the advocates and things like that. Like she probably went several hospitals within a day just to get the kit. Like, they tried to charge her insurance even after not like providing help for her. Like it was so many obstacles that she had to go through on this day after all of this happening. And on top of that, after filing the police report, like she was going through all these emotions. She was angry. And after all of that, 
the detectives call her to say like, well, there's nothing we can do because you can't remember all the details, which was very disturbing because it, like I said, it was so, it felt like my exact situation. So it just brought up so much that I've been dealing with. And I've watched so many, so many movies and documentaries and things like that since Girls Like Us has came about to talk about the different topics and the research and things like that. But this particular movie has so impacted me to a whole nother level. Like since I've watched it, I've literally been crying every day as if though it just happened. And it's the healing process. I don't think people realize that it, it's it's a continuous thing. Some days are great. Like months can go by of being great. Years can go by and being great. And something like this can just trigger you to a, a whole nother level because I felt like I was really in a good space. And normally I can just easily bounce back and like just be like, okay, this was sad, but you know, I made it through it. This particular time, I'm I'm really just struggling trying to, to get through it. I don't want to say over it because you'll never really be over this. But I'm just trying to, to cope with it and talk about it. Because a lot of times when I'm going through something, I don't necessarily talk about it. I kind of just keep it to myself. But um, I've reached out to my close people that I do talk to about it and how I was feeling and how this has affected me and writing it out, just trying to get these emotions out. And I think it's maybe because of the fact that maybe I didn't really deal with it. Like I, it happened and I kind of just tried to push forward, bury it. But I feel like this movie probably forced me to deal with what happened because a lot of times I still try to um like convince myself of like maybe maybe it wasn't what it what I'm thinking it is or just all of the things are just not having complete recollection of everything or me just having a flashbacks like this movie just pretty much brought it to the forefront and I guess it's and it was just so disturbing because the system fails you every time. Like people don't understand, like, why don't you come forward? But when you come forward, there's so many obstacles. There's the, the non-believers who doubt what you say or just make you feel like you're insane or the detectives or the police not following up or you don't have enough information. It's just this, you know, it's just gone down the drain. It's just like, but if you did the, if they were to actually do their work, I think people can be brought to justice. Like if, and like in my situation, if you could have pulled the footage from the building because it was in a building where they have a doorman, where they have cameras, like you can see what happened. You can see me stumbling out of there not being coherent, like all of these things like you could do that they don't do. And it just leaves you messed up pretty much forever. Like you you just can't get over that. She went to several hospitals and that's something I, I wanted to research also, like do every hospital 
do rape kids? Is Are they all equipped to do it? Are there not enough advocates at these hospitals? Because the hospital that I went to, it was not even like, it was dismissed when I was like, I feel like I, I know I've been drugged. Like I know I have, like I know it's just not from alcohol alone that I can't function. I can't walk like I damn near passed out. Um, so I'm just like, why does the system continue to fail victims and kind of dismiss it and make us out to be the bad guys as though we brought this on ourselves or something? Like, why are these accusers being punished? Why do they get a slap on a wrist for destroying somebody's life that they'll never get back? Like once that's happened, you can never get that back. And it happens oh so many times. And even as far as like advocates, I feel like why can't they follow up with you more? Like, yeah, they will at the hospital, but like a continuous like trying to follow up to make sure that you are getting the counseling that you need or to even see like, hey, you need a counselor. And if I say yes or no, like maybe call back and say, hey, you said you did. Did you, were you able to get that appointment with that counselor or things like that to probably help out? And it probably make people a lot better and able to heal better because now I just feel like it's not enough things in place for uh, assaulted women or men for that matter, because men are assaulted as well. I just don't feel like it's enough resources out there for victims. And I feel like more and more in the media that I see, it's a lot of sexual assault victims. Like each and every day I look online or something like that, they're talking about somebody being assaulted down from a kid to adults. And every single time that person is being blamed. It was just in the paper that a seven-year-old was assaulted continuously. And it was reported to the DCFS over and over again. But yet nothing was done until the end and at that point, she's now in psychiatric care because she's a ward of the state and they don't have anywhere to put her. And it's like, not only am I um, assaulted, now I'm also in the psychiatric ward. And for the most part, my life will never be the same. I'll have to probably seek counseling forever or I'm going to internalize it and it may come out in a different way because just because... You may, a person may look okay on the outside. Like you may see me smiling all the time. You'll see me laughing. You'll see me bubbly. But what goes on inside is not always what it looks like on the outside. Because there's days when I'm smiling, but I'm hurting on the inside. Where I'm trying to just function because I don't want the, oh, here she is again complaining about this or something like that. Because that's how people make it seem like, oh, like being assaulted is something like, oh, you didn't, you bumped your knee, you broke your arm, like, oh, it'll heal and you'll be okay. But it, it's just not that simple. And I think that's what people need to understand. It's not that simple. And a lot of times I want to just keep reiterating this, like a lot of times when I'm doing this show, you see me like laughing or giggling or something like that. But this topic 
is so serious. I just try to keep it light because this is something that the majority of people don't like to talk about, but it happens all the time, especially in the minority uh, families and communities. And it's just so, oh, it's the taboo subject that everybody knows about, but it's like, we're not going to talk about it. Like I've heard so many people say that they were molested by family members, by by uncles, by by aunts or like it or their cousins and things like that. And it's like the family knows about it, but it's just like, oh, we know about it, but we're not going to talk about it type of thing. Like this is something that we're going to keep in the family and we're just going to kind of sweep it under the rug. I'm sorry it happened to you, but let's not don't tell nobody else about it. Or if you do tell somebody else about it, we're going to deny it. Even though we know it's the truth, we're going to deny it. And it's just like, when does that stop? Who's going to stand up and say it's not right? At one point in time, does it take you to say, we need to stand together and stop this? Like we have all of these marches and things like that, all of these protests and things like that. Who's going to stand up and protest for the sexual assaulted victims, the kids who don't have a voice, the homeless people who's probably out here being assaulted, like all these people out here that's being assaulted. And it doesn't have to always be physical. Let me make that clear also, because a lot of times people want to say like, oh, um, that wasn't assaulted. I just did this or something like that. It's so many different uh, categories that go under. It's not always physical. It can be verbally sexual harassment. Like everybody jobs make them read that and sign off on that in the employee handbook. But nobody likes to take it serious. Like, oh, you're taking it out of context. Like, no, I, no. Mm-mm. Like things like this needs to be taken more seriously and it needs to be implemented. I know they um, put into the the law, I want to say in the beginning of 2020 or somewhere or maybe 2019, they put it that every job has to now take a sexual harassment class and actually get a certificate for it or your company can be fined. It doesn't matter what type of job. It could be two to three employees, but it is a state mandated requirement that you have to take that class. And it, it just seems like when it's brought up, it's just so, it's just not even taken serious. It's still like, oh, oh we got to take this. This is stupid or something like that. Like, no, it's not because this is something that happens all the time. Even right now, um, Kumo, the governor Kumo is in the news right now for uh, sexual assault. And it was just like, oh, I never touched her. But they had proof of him sending out um, explicit messages and things like that. That is a form of sexual harassment. If it's not reciprocate, like if this is not something that we agreed on, anything like that, it's not okay. And this is why it like it happens because they think that they can do or say whatever they want, whatever. Like it's not you can't just say these things to somebody. And feel like, oh, I could do that because I am who I am. And a lot of times people feel like they, that I guess the entitlement, they can do whatever they want. Even in relationships, communication is so important because you need to discuss those things, what consent is to you. Because consent, 
it's different for people within relationships. Everybody have their different like requirements, but those things before you even get intimate should be discussed on what you like or what you expect. And the no means no. And like, there is no, no gray lines. It's black or white. Like, this is what it is. If I say this, that means that like that it's not a, you can, you got to guess or something like that. But I don't think people really talk about those things within relationships until like after the fact, these are going in the gate. If you're serious about somebody and you want to date them, things you should talk about that. Anybody and everybody, especially for a victim, just because things can be a little bit different for victims because they have, they feel some type of way. But I, I would suggest for anybody who's having any type of relationships, you should have these type of conversations with your significant other. Because it's it's important. You should. And it just doesn't make any sense. And it's just like, when and how can we make things better? What should we do moving forward? Like, I would love to hear from people like, what is the suggestions on how we can kind of slow this down some? Like, how can we stand together as a unit and stop bashing other victims? Because a lot of times... Other victims will bash other victims. And why can't we stick together as victims? Like the Me Too movement, like stand on it instead of letting people criticize you or always answer you. Why did you wait so long to say something? You can wait as long as you want because it's a lot of cases when if you do come out, They'll make you believe like, oh, it was something you did to to provoke it, to bring it on to yourself. And for those, please don't blame yourself because it was never your fault. It was never something that you brought on yourself because they people will make you believe like, oh, well, you shouldn't have been doing this. You shouldn't have been drinking. You should have been more aware. I heard on the radio since this whole T.I. and Tiny incident, they were talking about it like it was a topic like the people, is it their fault pretty much if you're drinking and things like that for something like that to happen to you? And I was appalled by some of the comments of people saying that um, it's pretty much that person's fault if you're drinking too much, like you should be more responsible, things like that. And that's, I think that's where the people go wrong. Like it's always blaming that other person, but what about the person who put themselves on you? Like if I'm passed out, how do you think that is consent? How do you think I'm approving this? How do, there's no way I'm saying yes, if I'm passed out. So how does that make it right? So until we figure this out, until we can stop this, until we stand up and unite together, this is going to be an ongoing thing. And I'm going to continue to talk about it because it's something that we have to work on stopping and talking to our sons and our nephews and things like that to say like, hey, no means no. Always get consent because it's just I don't think it's enough to talk about that. Like in school. When you have your sex education classes, they're talking about the reproductive system and things like that, your periods and all of that. At one point, are you going to talk about what consent means, what it actually no means no? Like, I think these are definitely things to teach in school because they teach in everything else in school 
So I don't understand why this is not in the itinerary for them to be taught. Like, why not? Everything else is. Everything is on TV. Like, it's it's not like it's something that should not be talked about. These are things that should be discussed on a regular basis. Because other than that, it's going to continue to happen. The whole sex trafficking, like... These are things that should be on the news. Everything else is on the news. Like these are things that should be making headlines on how to protect yourself. If you see something reported, um, and something should be like the investigation process that they're doing is half ass. Like I just don't understand how a drug dealer get more time than a doggone rapist. A rapist literally is going to get a slap on the wrist and the drug dealer about to get 30 years at times. It's just like, how does make it make sense to you? Make it make sense because right now it isn't. And it's just an ongoing battle. Like, it's just like it, the system is not made to help victims. It makes the victims feel worse, if anything. It's just like a whole, it's almost like it's just a joke. And until we decide to do something about it and literally stand on it and say something and protest. Like, I don't understand how in different states the laws are different. Like, each state is different when it comes down to, like, sexual assault and the age of consent and things like that. I think those are things that should be made across the board so there is no confusion. Like, I go over here to this state and it's just like, oh, the age may be 16. You go to another state, it might be 15. Over here, it might be 17. Like, why is it these the things that's made across the board? Why is it just in some places? Like, now the whole California is trying to implement the law for the stealthing. Like, why aren't every, why isn't Every state making this a law because it's not just done in California, but until we all stand together to make these changes and petition and things like that and use our voices, that's the only way change can come. But if you continue to remain silent and not say anything or turn the other cheek or unless you're affected by it or unless a family member is affected by it, you it has no meaning to you. It, you're not concerned about it then it's going to continue to happen. So I just wish that people can just, even if you're not affected by it, even if you don't even know anybody, just do the research, get information, see what's going on around you so that it don't happen, so that you can protect somebody, so that you maybe can protect your friend or your loved one, your aunts, your, like anybody, your uncles, because it happens to males also. It's just the thing with males, it's not publicized a lot. But males are molested as well. And the thing about some males being molested, um, they don't think that's what it is in some cases, depending like on the circumstances, because it is their different circumstances, because a lot of guys have sex at early ages with older women. But to them, they like, oh, it's manhood. But in actuality, it's not. It is a form of rape because they're not a consenting age. Kids cannot consent under any circumstances. They can't. And that's why some people now have records because they have had sex with underage people. It came out that they were underage. They, Regardless, if they say it okay, if they're not of age, they cannot consent. 
But I just feel like people aren't out here getting the information. People aren't reading up on these things. People aren't getting the knowledge. And it's time for people to start reading. Be aware. Don't be aware once it happens. So you be aware before the fact so it could be prevented if you see the signs. Like, stop it now. Because at this rate, it's getting worse. Like, literally. Every time I read the news in some article, there is some, I see some type of sexual assault case in the paper, whether they end up murdered after the sexual assault. Like there is every single day I have read an article. We have to stop this because it's not right. We need to stand together, protest, whatever we need to do, we need to do it. Because at this point, I don't know where we're going to be years from now. Because before, it's been happening. It's it's definitely been happening. But it was more going under the radar. Like I said, in the families, they don't talk about it. They know what's happening, but they keep it under wraps. But now it's like it's being more publicized. Like you're seeing it more and more. So let's do something about it. This particular episode is shorter than normal just because of my mental state right now. And I'm just trying to get myself together um, and get my mind right. But I'll be back next week, back better in better spirits. And I probably have an interview or something like that. I did not uh, do my YouTube this week just because... I didn't want to go on camera, <laughs> especially when I just kept crying. I was just like, no, but I'm here for you guys. I just want to let you know. I hope everybody is doing their self-care and journaling definitely helps when you're having a hard time. It's definitely been helping me out and having a good support system, whether, you know, just venting because that's pretty much what I was doing just venting and saying how I was feeling and things like that and that definitely helped me out having a, a good support system so like I said as always if you do need somebody to reach out to I'm always here regardless of what I'm going through I am here so always feel free to reach out to me so um you can always find me on IG and underscore girls dot like dot us, or you can always email email me if you have any questions or concerns, or you just want to reach out. If you want to come on the show, you can always remain anonymous. I'm fine with that. Um, at girls like us six one nine at gmail dot com. Also, please like, follow, share, and subscribe uh, to the Facebook page at Girls Like Us 619. Subscribe to the podcast on all your podcast platforms, your iHeartRadio, your iTunes, your Stitcher, your whatever you listen to, your Google, whatever you listen to your podcast on, please subscribe and let everybody know about the Girls Like Us because I'm here and I'm not going anywhere and just never blame yourself because whatever happened was not your fault. And I just want you to remember that because sometimes we tend to blame ourselves, but it's not your fault and don't blame yourself. You are not alone. Please stay tuned, tune in, check me out every Thursday. Like I said, this one was a little delayed just because I was having a rough week, but I will be back next Thursday. So yes, if you want to come on the show, like I said, 
girlslikeus619 at gmail and stay tuned and you're not alone. Bye guys. Thank you.